of God and just rejoice in in knowing that that you do answer your children's prayers. And Father, we do pray for each one. They're very serious, every one of them, or they wouldn't be asking us to pray for them, no matter what that's going on. And Lord, we ask you to intervene in each case, have your will and way, but we do pray for mercy and grace to be shown to each one, especially these that's lost loved ones and these that's got cancer. Lord, they need your immediate attention. We ask you, dear God, you watch over them. We know you will, but you said for us to ask, and we do. Now bless the missionaries, bless our president, bless also on this prayer sheet, and those that's not, that we don't... Uh, remember right now, Lord, you can take care of them. We ask you to do so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I'm anxious to get to the message tonight because it's something that I've always interested in, and uh, that is angels. And if you'll turn with me, please. Uh, tonight I'd like to start in the book of Hebrews and uh, just go through some things that's important during this time, especially. Hebrews chapter 12, and I'd like to begin to read in verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing you also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which you so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set down before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exportation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked to him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth son, every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God deliver you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards, not sons. Furthermore, we are had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more, or rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits, and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own lusts and pleasure. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chasing for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceful fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore lift up the holy hands which hang down and for feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. For peace follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Look in diligence, lest any man fall in of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. 
Now, the reason I wanted to read those verses is to let you understand that God chases us. God cares us through things. And sometimes we think nobody cares. Nobody is interested in what's going on in our life. Now turn with me to the chapter 1 of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. And I want to read beginning in verse 1. God who has sundry times in time past under uh, fathers has spoken by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken this unto us by his Son, whom he has appeared heir of all things, by whom he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of glory and express the image of a person, holding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than angels as he had inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels saith he, At any time thou art my son this day, have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and shall be to me a son. Then going down to verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now that's saved people. Pray with me. Father, would you bless now? Open our spiritual eyes, Lord, that we can understand what angels do. And they're very, very busy. But help us to understand what a privilege it is to be a child of God and to be watched over all the time. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I talked to a man just last night in the hospital, and he's wondering, does anybody really care that he's sick and ill? And I said, yes, he does. Yes, there is somebody. And God makes it very plain that we have angels that watch it over us. Now, there is a world of angels, including demons and Satan. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 says, For take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Now he's talking about little children there. But he's also talking about little children in the Lord also. But uh, notice that one verse. I never will forget going to the hospital talking to a mother who had two sick children in the hospital and she said is there anything in that Bible that tells me that God watches over my little babies I said yes there are and I read her this verse and such a relief to her now the world is a world of angels is more bleed in today than ever before probably because of churches and Satan received more publicity than ever before cults rising up in various places so the world today is more aware of the reality of the world of spirits. Now, what I ask is, do angels really exist? First of all, nobody can prove absolutely that angels do not exist. Many today are acknowledging, apart from what the Bible says, that these seem there seems to be an order of creatures above human beings. The Bible plainly teaches the existence of angels. Here is a very important fact about that. 
the mention of angels in the Bible is not confined to one book or one writer or one period. Now remember, the Bible was written over a number of years. And it was written in 30... And in 34 of the books of the Bible, angels are mentioned as existing. From Genesis to Revelation. Think about that. 34 books of the Bible... God seen fit to mention angels. So angels are important. Now, if you believe in Jesus, then you have to believe in angels. If you believe that the Bible is God's Word, then you have to believe in angels because the Bible is full of angels. What are angels like? What do angels do? Now, there's many questions arising when you think about angels. We can't see them. But the Bible says they're there, they're real. What are angels like? Angels are personal beings. That is, they possess intellects. First Peter chapter 1, verse 9. Just go forward in the Bible just a minute. First Peter chapter 9. And uh, look with me, please, in verse 12. Unto whom it was revealed... That not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. In other words, they want to look into the Word of God. They want to understand what this matter of being saved by grace is. They're very intellectual beings. They possess feelings. Luke chapter 2 verse 13 said, And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying. So they possess feelings. They praise God. They possess a will. In Jude 6 verse 6 says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved an everlasting change under darkness under the judgment of the great day. So they exercise their own will and sin against God, and God cast them out of heaven. That's the estate of unholy angels. They are spiritual beings. Hebrews 1 verse 14, Are they not all spirit, ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who are, shall be heirs of salvation? Now, I, I'm body, soul, and spirit. You can't see my spirit, but I have one. And so when you think about that then, angels are just spiritual beings. They're limited by having some sort of angelic bodies, yet they're not as limited as man is. And they are without the power of reproduction after their kind. That is, baby angels are never born. In Mark chapter 12, verse 25, says, For when they shall rise from the dead, they shall rise from the dead, they shall neither be married nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. So there's no babies. No marriage, no babies. Again, they do not die. Luke 20, verse 36. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal under the angels. That's talking about us now, that when we have some body present with the Lord, we're going to be like the angels in death. We can't die anymore. 
And are the children of God being the children of the resurrection? Talking about us. And so they liken us as to angels after the resurrection. Angels don't die. We don't die. Then again, they're always designated by the masculine gender in Scripture. Now, we, we see them portrayed as uh, women all the time, or children even portrayed. I know we have getting uh, a little baby that I had a funeral for, and the mother said, my little angel. I said, no, she's your little girl. And uh, she's a little girl right now. She's a little human being. She didn't turn into an angel. Amen? Now, I want to show you something. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. And uh, go with me, please, in verse 1 and verse 2. When I say something, I want to back it up with the Word of God where somebody, everybody can understand it. Chapter 18, and look at verse 1 and 2. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plain of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes, and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground. Now, that might not seem uh, insignificant to you, but I want to show you something. This is the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, before he came to this world. But he also had three other men with him, the Bible said, and they were angels. Now, how do I know that? Go down to chapter 19 and verse 1. And there came two angels to Sodom and Eden, that's those two other men. And they, they, they lot at the gate of Sodom. And uh, if you go back and follow that up, in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Then in verse 16 it said, And the men rose up from this and looked toward Sodom. That's the same one, chapter 19 and verse 1. And the Lord said, Shall I hide? So there's the angels represented and there's the Lord represented. But they're in the men gender. Verse 22, And men turn their faces. That's those angels. Shall the judge, shall not he judge the old earth? So he's talking about the Lord and these angels. So you go through the Scripture and you find that they're always mentioned. Not one time do you find them mentioned outside of the masculine gender. Some have wings which they can fly with. Isaiah 6 verse 2, the cherubims and so on. They're without number also. Hebrews 12 verse 22. There's so many of them you can't even number. Believers have a guardian angel assigned to them. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 and so do children Matthew 18 verse 10 some angels have to do particularly with the worship of God as the seraphims Isaiah 6 verse 1 through 3 others guard guards God's holiness the cherubims in Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 now what do angels do? The ministry of angels fall into categories involving their work on behalf of various individuals or groups. For instance, their ministry to Christ. They predicted His birth in Luke chapter 1. They announced His birth in Luke chapter 2. They protected Him as a baby in Matthew chapter 2. 
they strengthened him after his temptation in Matthew chapter 4 verse 11 they were they were prepared to defend him from his enemies although Jesus did not call upon them but they were ready in Matthew 26 verse 53 they strengthened him in Gethsemane in Luke 22 verse 43 they rolled away the stone from the tomb and announced his resurrection in Matthew 28 verses 2 and verse 6 now these all have to do with their ministry to Christ then you have the, their ministry to believers in general angels help believers Hebrews 1 verse 14 plainly tells us that they're ministering spirits unto us that's like Jesus said he did not come in this world to be ministered to he came in this world to minister that is to take care of his own that's what angels do they include uh, this includes being involved in answered prayer Acts chapter 12 verse 7 we don't know what to pray for as we ought the Bible says but angels help us with that uh, giving encouragement in time of danger Acts chapter 27 verse 23 and 24 they encourage us then the, this includes caring for believers at death I like this turn over with me to Luke chapter 16 just a second in Luke chapter 16. You know, sometimes we read something, we overlook little things. But this is not a little thing. In Luke chapter 16, verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels under Abraham's bosom. You, you ever read and study the 23rd Psalm very carefully? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he'll not leave thee. You know what he's talking about? When you die, there's an angel ministering spirit right there with you. And the Bible says he will carry you right on through. Amen? Now, uh, these their ministry to the nations. Michael is a designated angel, the archangel, and he is specifically Israel's garden angel. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. That's the reason I do not want to mess with Israel. Again, angels will be involved in executing the judgment of the tribulation period uh, to the nations of the world at that time. Revelation chapter 8. So they're ministry to nations. They're, they have a ministry to unbelievers. It was an angel who smote Herod, with, which resulted in Herod's death as punishment for his arrogance in Acts chapter 12. At the end of the age, at the end of time, angels will be reapers who separate the righteous from the wicked. Matthew 12, 13 verse 39. Now these are some of the things good angels do. Evil angels are also involved in the affairs of men and the world. But knowing this, these ministry of angels... We're never to give them worship. We're to worship God and God only. Now to sum up what the Bible says about angels, and they are real, they always, number one, are in the masculine gender. Number two, there are many, many, many of them. So many it can't be numbered. Number three, their power is beyond human thinking. Then number four, their place is about the throne of God. That's where they do their business. 
They're abidings. They stay there to go wherever He wants them to go and do whatever He says for them to do. Number five, they're sent to minister to those who are saved. And number six, they observe us. They watch over us. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 9. Number seven, they receive the departing saints or saved people when they die. Number eight, angels are never to be worshipped. And number nine, we're never to forget angels are sent to watch over and minister to us and our children, even from our childhood, even unto death and beyond. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. Did you know that before you ever got saved, before you was ever born, God knew you was going to get saved? If you get saved at all? That's the grace of God. Now He never made you get saved. He just gave you a free will of your own, but nothing slips upon Him. He knew you would receive Him as Savior. So from your very birth, from your very birth, angels watches over you for all eternity. So when it comes to uh, feeling sorry for yourself or going through a hard time or going through things you just don't understand, remember something. You've got somebody who cares for you. And they're always there with you. They're always there to help you. You might not see them, but I want to tell you the truth. Sometimes something is in the room with me and the hair on the back of my head stands up and on my arms and I look around and uh, it's not... Uh, uh, my old uncle used to tell me, you see him uh, ghosts out there sitting on that fence? He, he called them haints back then in North Florida out there in the woods. And uh, he, he tried to scare us boys to death with them, them little white-legged chickens at night. They look that big, you know, to us little kids. He said, if you don't behave yourself, them haints are going to get you. And he'd scare us. We'd go crawl under the bed and hide. And I never will forget it. After I got saved, I realized no such thing as haints, but they are angels. And they're real. And I thank God. I, I know. Did you ever start to go across the street and something says stop? And a car goes by? What made you stop? I could take that to a thousand instances that I've had in my life that something took care of me. Yeah, I, not long ago I was over at the lake and I'm working on my boat and I'm getting a little unagile. I don't know what the right word is. Clumsy. And I, I fell out of the boat. I mean, I got, I got a lift, you know, it lifts the boat up out of the water. And I fell out and hit that water and I, I'm up to here. I, uh, <laughs> standing in that water. And I thought to myself, I got to look around and see if... Uh, Anita and all them watching me. I'm in the water. Something took care of me. I, honestly, I look at it all the time. I remember uh, when I was fishing one day and sat down on the stump. And I got up and I looked right down, coiled up right under the hull of that stump I was sitting on was a moccasin snake. Poured right under where I was sitting. Now why didn't he hit me? Why didn't he strike me? Only some had to do it. And I look back on I could give you time and time again. Something took care of me that I could not see. And I can't explain, except the Bible says I have angels watching over me. So rejoice in them, but never worship them. Praise God He give you one. 
That's what I do. I say, thank you, Lord, for giving me somebody that takes care of me. I'm in your hands. Stand with me, please. Father, we love you the best we know how tonight. We want to love you more. We want to worship you more. We want to praise you more. Never let something come between us and you when it comes to worship. Let us remember something. You're the maker of us all. Bless us, we pray tonight now. In Jesus' name, amen.